This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow reflectors and in this case, reflector mums as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Claire from It's a Kid's Life. Claire is our first non-reflector friend. She's an amazing 1-3 generator who alongside with her fellow generator husband are raising a 1-3 reflector daughter and a 5-2 projector daughter. Claire specializes in being a human design coach for mum and offers a more connected and conscientious parenting approach using human design. Welcome Claire. Thank you Annie, it's so nice to be in this space. I, I feel very privileged. Thank you so very much. I, I've been really looking forward to this chat with you just because, you know, people have reached out and they're like, well, I'm a sacral or am I in this and I'm that. How, how can we raise our rare reflector children? And when I saw what you were doing in the space of just offering guidance for parents and new mums and families, I was just drawn and I, I just, as I said, I've been really looking forward to talking with you and being a rare reflector mother. Mm, yeah there's not many of us yeah (laughs) yeah I think maybe they'll all come out as human design is starting to become a little bit more mainstream maybe there will be a few more I hope so yeah I hope so and obviously with one reflector and one projector they're both the the rarest types so yeah I literally went down that rabbit hole when I when I found their designs um and I am still very deep in that rabbit hole to be honest I think it's a daily a daily lesson for me and my husband in how to navigate this so yeah podcasts and resources like yourself are amazing um I've found that whenever I've put things out especially about my reflector I get such amazing comments in the dms and on instagram really beautiful heartfelt usually thank yous like thank you for raising your daughter like this it's amazing I'm just incredible to get that kind of feedback um just by parenting her so yeah you're you're a very special bunch (laughs) yeah and I know I can really honor that as well because obviously I've got two very older children I've got a 26 and a 23 year old and I had no idea but it's only been in the last few years that I've been introduced to human design and I've I've spoken about it but I found that the way I parent the way I'm in a relationship the way that I do things is so much so much better by just understanding Mm. them, them understanding me. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So (laughs) let's talk about you. Like, how did you get into human design? Can you take us back? What happened? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, your typical personal development, like nuts, Um, just love learning. And um, human design has been something that just kept coming up. And it was almost, it was at a time, you know, a couple of years ago, and it was just like, not one more thing to learn, one more, but everyone's talking about it. So I kind of just on the periphery, I didn't look into it too much until it literally kept hitting me in the face. Um, My youngest, went to a family goes to a family daycare and and she's a Reiki practitioner as well and she mentioned it so I thought right okay I I will look into this um and it was a you know pandemic rough time in in many of our lives um and when I when I eventually got my head into it um and I looked at my own chart as a sacral generator it was like yeah yeah okay that makes sense. What was more worrying though was how I wasn't living in alignment with that and how I could actually look back on my life 
experiences and think, oh, I didn't really listen to my sacral then. Mm, look how that turned out. And so that was, you know, that was great. That was, that was really good for me. And then when I looked at my husband's, yeah, that made sense too. another sacral generator. We actually met at work. We were both um, in very crazy operations environment, medical operations, life or death, crazy shift work made sense that that's how we met. And that's what we've got in common. And then I looked at the girls and that's when it was just like, okay, this is now you've got my attention. Um, you know, my eldest who's now six, um, she's the projector. And even before I got into human design, we lovingly called her the restaurant critic because, and I know most kids can do this, but you know, she will critique how the toast is presented to her in the morning. And, you know, she's, she's very much, um, always offering inputs and insights, uh, probably beyond her years, if I'm honest, and we always just thought, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, that's just her, you know. And then when I found out about the human design and actually in one of the books I read, it literally said restaurant critic is a, is a great term for projectors. <laughs> I was like, yep, yep, that's that's sure, sure, true. Um, and then I looked at my youngest and it was just an, an immediate download. Um, I didn't realize at the time just how rare reflectors are. Um, but it did answer a lot of questions. So she was just, I think it was just around her second birthday that I, I did her charts. Um, so it immediately, immediately answered a lot of questions. And it also, looking back even on her short life at that time, um, you know, even from birth, there were things that she was sensitive to. Her, her gut was quite sensitive. Her eyes are quite sensitive sometimes. And you know, I've just finished the, the reflector book by Amber Clements, who you obviously had on the podcast. Yeah. And that's been amazing for me as a mom to think, wow, I really have a responsibility to set her up in a very healthy way in all ways. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just something that I then could no longer ignore. Um, and I've I've always been since becoming a parent, I, I've been in the parenting sort of blogging space, but just as a hobby, never really knowing where to go with that. And then finding human design and finding it so impactful, pretty much immediately in parenting, I instantly just, this was it. This was, you know, I, I'm undefined in, in so many of my areas, yeah. but this was my purpose. I just knew it was yeah. like, this is what I, this is what I'm meant to do. And the more I talked about it to other parents, it's just evolved from there. Yeah, I love um, that. So, yeah. <laughs> I really love the work that you're doing as somebody who works, you know, with pregnant and postpartum mums in that sphere. Mm. It's, it's so helpful for a family, especially a mum, especially a new mum, to not feel yeah. so batshit crazy because if you can understand yourself a little bit more and you can understand a child that's just been presented to you, it makes it a little, you feel a little less crazy. Do you find that if you're Absolutely. working with people, they, they yes. especially the mums, they can go, oh, I don't feel that it's all me. Like I can now understand this unique design and, and yes, I have a manifesting generator Absolutely. son who's a four, six. And you know, <laughs> the first, the first 12 months, it was like, he, I could not get him off me because yeah. he'd just cry all the time. But I realized yeah. now that I'm looking back, reading his chart he really needed to be away from me 
because mm-hmm. it was just an amplification. Yes. <laughs> I now know yeah. that and I probably could have prevented myself from being in the fetal position for the first 12 months, but I also loved it, you know. We live so, and learn. <laughs> yeah, I really, I do really honour the work that you're doing. So thank you for thank doing you. that. So let's let's talk about that. So you you went down this journey, you found this out about yourselves, you've gone into this hobby space, you then decided to start providing readings and get trained in the area of yeah. human design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um it was it was a really inconvenient time, let's say. You know, we obviously from the accent you can tell we're British, but we live over here. We moved just before the pandemic, so we've got, you know, no family support around us. Um, we both work and and you know have other things going on and parenting so it was really yeah one more thing to learn but um, it it just was something that we could I could just not put down it was and this is where this you know the following the sacral has just proven time and time again this is what I'm meant to be doing the responses that I'm able to then respond to is just yeah I've got um you know big dreams of where this can go but I just following following that passion and purpose which I think previously you know society obviously is like no you've got to find something that is logical or this or that and actually this made no sense other than it felt right and it has just continuously led me down the right path so um my the, you know the favorite way that I like to work with people is that age from around two so yeah. their children are around age two because I, I've done readings for newborns and I think it's almost a nice thing people like to hang on the wall but it doesn't mean much you know the newborns yes they all want to cry and they all want to have cuddles and you know they, there's obviously their personalities are there but certainly in my experience it's when they hit that two mark or there or thereabouts that's when the challenges come in and not so much like children are just being two they're just learning their emotions I find that's when the parents are triggered and -hmm. if they don't have a solid anchor in their own worth or their own strengths or their own potential pitfalls that's when it can you know become challenging unnecessarily so um and so that's I really love to work with that two to six or seven years um of age that really crucial few first years yeah. because I find that that's that's where all of the, the magic can then happen yeah. you know it's not a, not a perfect approach by any means but it's definitely something that um I feel has the most benefit yeah and from personal experience for sure um and that is you know, that big area of development between those phases it really is like if yes. we go back to emotional trauma if we go back to anything that's generally got caught in our system that's yeah generally where it always is it's from those absolutely and funnily enough my so my they've always been in a Montessori um educational nursery or daycare and my eldest just finished her first year of prep in Montessori last week and her guide gave her a present and with it a quote a Montessori Maria Montessori quote which was literally that you know it's not so much the university studies, but it's the first six years of life that are the most important. Yeah. And it was, I cried. <laughs> I was just like, oh, if there's anything to remind me of the importance of this, there, there it is right there. Yeah. And, you know, I, with, with my blog and, and the hobby side of it, I've always intuitively followed a, a more gentle parenting approach, yeah. but never really had 
a framework necessarily never really I've just appreciated it and it's worked for me and my family mm. whereas as I say when kids get to that age two and upwards I really felt oh I need a little bit more I need a little bit more to go on and that is when human design found me <laughs> and that's yeah. when it was you know really because there's no one size fits all with anything yeah. you know it's it, you know the problems of our education system for example you know that how many manifesting generators have been told to sit down for six hours a day and then being you know told that they've got a behavioral issue and yeah. it just breaks my heart to think that that you know there's there's much more to the story than that so yeah and I love that yeah. you say that because most of them that that I find or that I'm speaking with parents about it is the the manifesting generator that generally gets called mm. out for the bad behavior because they, they, they need to move. They, <laughs> they need, need to, to move. move, yeah. And, when, and yeah. when they do sit still for a long time, that's when they become quite impulsive afterwards, don't they? Mm. Because it's like they've built this it's energy. They've been, mm -hmm. they've been good for so long and then they just want to go bang. Yes, yeah. And you you yeah. know that about them, so you go, I can't blame you for that. So I love that yes. you said that because it's a little bit of a bugbear of mine too. It's like maybe... Maybe if the school not labeled system, them, right? <laughs> the schooling yeah. system sort of incorporated a little bit more of your unique mm. design, how how much better our curriculum could be or our environment. But anyway. Yeah. Well, you've hit on my dream there. That's my big, huge goal for the future that you know, education is taken a little bit more by design. That would, yeah. I think how that would be amazing, amazing would that be? You go, girl. You go. <laughs> Thank you. I can imagine when you were doing this or sort of I can try to imagine when you were doing this and you found out we're both generators and we're raising two non-sacrals and mm. we want to journey with our children. We want to help them, help us, help them. How did you start that? Like obviously being generators, it's, it's not something that you would naturally do is allow someone to have all this time or mm -hmm. can, you talk, can you talk to me about that? Yeah, and on, honestly, it's a daily, I don't want to say challenge, but it's its a daily learning, let's say. Um, to begin with, um, as I said, when human design found me, it was, it was a pretty challenging time personally for me. You know, there was a lot of burnout, trying to parent and the pandemic and, mm. you know, and all of that stuff. And what, what it gave to me was uh, permission to actually go, hang on, what's my body actually telling me this doesn't feel right and I've been ignoring that for so long yes. so regardless of what the designs of of the kids were it was almost I need to start with me I'm the anchor mm. of their lives right now so I need to be looking after me um and you know and the same for my husband I mean he he's got the he's got his throat and Arjuna defined as well so he he keeps it real he he's always bringing it back to all what does this mean? Where's the logic in this? And I'm like, no, 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 bring it back to your body. Like, let's yeah. feel what, you know, what feels right. And I think as parents, we've done that, but in general life, we both have probably not done that very well. And so with, especially with my youngest, so with, with the reflector, Imogen, um, she, she physically anchors me. And what I mean by that is she just demands my time and my presence. Like she will, now she's, you know, older and she's pretty strong, she'll literally pull my hand and sit me on the sofa and plonk a book in my lap and, you know, and 
for me as a generator, I'm like, I've got to get this and I've got to do this and dinner and tidying and this and this and this. And she's really just taught me to get back into the present. And so that for me is just a huge gift. It's not easy. It's definitely not an easy thing for me to do, but I'm appreciating that more and more. And um, it's also, so, so both me and my husband and our eldest, we also have our spleen and our root defined. So bless her, the youngest with no definition has this around her. And honestly, I, I guess I don't know what's coming, but I'm aware of our need to just be mindful of that. So time and getting out the door in the morning is, as I'm sure for most parents, it can be quite a source of stress and frustration and, you know, all the things that we don't want to be as parents. And so we've had to put in things like let's add a buffer of 15 minutes. Let's really honor that buffer. Let's get everything set up the day before let's, you know, pick our shoes because she can't pick from three pairs of shoes in the morning. It's, you know, it's too much decision-making and it's, we're still late, you know, we, we still, but it's almost like, well, you know what, that's our acceptance of that. So there's an element of they're just three and six years old. So there's an element of just kids messing around, but also, you know, we have to be really mindful of not just pushing our energy onto them. And yeah. honestly, we fail at it every day, but we learn from it every day as oh, well. I don't think if no, um. I don't I don't think there's any any word fail there. I think it's we are we are experimenting every day. Yeah. It's a nice yeah, I prefer that. I love yeah. I love that you have said that about you needed to take the time to honor yourself first and really drop into that sacral and do that session of uh-huh. Mm-mm, uh-huh. Mm-mm. Do you do that <laughs> with your with your husband? Do you sit in sacral sessions and just have right? I need to do this. Yes, no answers. Uh huh. Do you do that? I at don't. All? But I, do you know, I should. Um, I mean, we barely get a t- you know yeah. any time to talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should do it on WhatsApp. But um, but no, I I agree. <laughs> that is that is a really. I think I think just because of you know being busy, we are very much like quick, quick. Let's make a quick decision and two sacral generators, right? Done. Let's go. We can lean into yeah. that. But I think you know I I personally have at, have started to really honour it a little bit more with coming home from school and you know getting snacks ready and then they want to you know start dinner and all of that. I've set the pace now that I come in. I make myself a cup of tea. They get their snacks and I sit with a book for 15 minutes and I just read what I want to read and whether they're whether they're climbing over me or they're you know demanding whatever I'm still going to have that 15 minutes and I think they might they might be annoyed with it right now but I really hope that in the future they can look back and say oh we saw mom taking time for herself and we saw her honor that yeah I hope they see it you know and for the benefit for me is now hopefully the benefit for them is is in the future but um yeah, I think there's always scope for more. And, you know, it's really important that we value who we are because, as you say, you are you are the, um, the captains of the ship. You need to make sure that you are filled and nourished mm. and whole. And it's yeah. even though we're trying to give the best to our children, they also need to give the best back to us. And I think by, yeah. teaching, by teaching them what you're teaching them or we're trying to teach them, it's really important so that they respect 
other people and other people's energy types too. Because even though you're raising a reflector and she needs to have time and you're raising a projector and they like to, you know, give their opinions all the time on everything. (laughs) Um, So I call my projector, my six-year-old projector, I call her the Oracle. Um, And (laughs) knows better on everything. (laughs) I always just say, I've just got to consult the Oracle because a lot of times I really do rely on her. She's only six and I'll just say, what do you think about this? And she will give me such wisdom. And I like, thank you. Absolutely. Yes. It's like I'm always inviting her in. Um, And Mm -hmm. since I've started doing that with her, she is just sometimes a little bit more over the top. And it's got to be like you you do, you know, try to go to try to you now. Yes. Wait a little bit. (laughs) Yes. But it's like it it pumps her up. She feels valued and important. Absolutely. What would you think? And I trust her. I just trust Mm -hmm. her because she's a splenic projector. And so as soon mm-hmm. as she says something, I just go, right, that's how it's going to go. That must and be And I it. love yes. it. I love I love having that trust in the energy type that she is to me. Yes. Because a lot of the time I, I don't know. I'm just guided by everybody else because yeah. I, I can't think in the moment. Yes. And I've got a pure that's generator husband. So I, I've learned to rely on him too. Um, yes, say, in a different way. Because I trust him because we've, you know, I've, I've, and I, I, I'll say, what do you think about this? Mm. And he, he'll sometimes say to me, do you actually want to give me to give you an answer or do you just want to talk it out? Because he'll allow yes. me to voice that. And I'll say, no, I actually want your opinion. And then he'll go, bang, right. And I'll go, okay, that's what we're doing. And it, that's yeah. our family working together because. That's amazing. It's, it is. It's like I rely on them so much. And the manifesting yeah. generator, well, he's just like a little energetic bunny. Does that's his own running. thing. <laughs> he does his own thing. He's an ego <laughs> manifesting generator too. So oh, it's wow. Like, it's a fun time. Full to on. I imagine. That's interesting you say about how you're dealing with your projector because from my perspective, I've got to um, come at it from a slightly different way because I don't want to project what I think because I, I probably do have some answers and ideas, but I want to authentically ask her I don't want to just pay lip service to it I do actually ask her questions on things I do want her input to um and then I have to kind of navigate back to me going oh man your idea was way better than mine okay we better go with that but also also explaining to her why sometimes even if it is a great idea we can't do that right now or we're not doing it today or Mm. somebody else might not agree and just trying to prepare her because obviously not everybody will agree with her in the future and not everybody will want those insights and so you know she she will go straight in with her well this is what we're doing and this is how we're doing this and it's like well hang on what what does your sister want to do what does you know what do your friends want to do because if you keep doing that then people won't actually listen to you and you know trying to put that in a six-year-old's language is it's quite hard yeah but I just can bike it by having those conversations we're encouraging them to think a little bit outside of the box and and I think you're laying the beautiful foundation and that's where it starts even though they'll trip and fumble and fall that's what have we got we're five two yeah (laughs) so you know yeah it's a quite a dynamic, isn't it? Because sorry, you said that um, your husband he's at two four. So, yes. So yeah. and and between between the three of us, so between mm. like me, my husband, and and Abby, our eldest. Apart from the head center, all other centers are defined between us. Yeah. So there's our little reflector in the middle, 
you know, <laughs> taking it all in and on. And yeah, you know, just, just trying to be aware of it. I mean, that's job number one, right? Just to be aware of it and, and just constantly trying to do the best by her yeah. in the best that we know how to do. Um, just by being and, aware of it, you're doing the best you can, aren't you? Just by trying. Hope so. Oh, of hope so. Are. The fact that, I mean, so I'm an only child, so the sibling thing is, it's a whole new ball game for me and trying to navigate that is, you know, mm. interesting in its own way. But um, so our projector is an emotional projector. And honestly, when this, when those two sisters go at each other, we just don't need to step back because there's there's no way that we can add anything to the situation no. you've got the emotional side from abby and then you know imogen reflects that and amplifies it and then abby sort of probably realizes it's not oh, whatever i don't really care imogen probably gets what she wants like 99 of the time and then walks away and leaves a trail of destruction around her <laughs> but completely detaches from it yeah, you know just, two minutes later it's like she's forgotten what it was and everyone else is like well hang on what are we doing about this oh no that's forgotten now yeah so, she stepped you know, out of your energy that is exactly how it feels it's just like oh we're i'm removed from it now it's it's gone yeah i've done what i need yeah um, really winding her up, winding big sister up. And again, I know that they, you know, this happens in families, siblings yeah. and, you know, but, but just seeing it on that different level, um, it's given us a bit of a permission ticket as well to say, well, if you're dealing with it, you're dealing yeah. with it. As long as nobody's getting hurt, you're actually learning a lot of life lessons here. So, you know, go for it. <laughs> Something that's really, it's, um, I look back through my own life and the more that I talk with fellow reflectors on and off air and in DMs, we we are classified we're always, you know, when someone does charts or when we look at resources on the internet, we're always the last one. And generally every mm. other type gets their 30 or 40 minutes of glory and we get about 10. Um, yes. And, and we you know, we're really plugged as the this unicorn and this, in a way it's kind of we're weak and we're like gentle, you know, we've got to look after our poor reflectors. I honestly, and most of the community will beg to differ. I think we are one of the most resilient types. If anything, we're probably the most resilient type. Mm. So um, I, I think I'd like to really go on the air and say, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> she will be fine <laughs> because um, yes. we, are not, we are not little snowflakes. There is, there no. is a reason that we're so open. It's because it can literally come in and out of us. But there is there's no definition and it's very yeah. hard to explain to somebody who can't feel that like my mm. husband and I we have chats all the time about it. he goes what does that feel like and I just go eh. and he goes how mm. can you just detach like that and I'm like eh, it's gone like I just literally step yeah. out of it and it's just eh. yeah what a great superpower it is and I think that's it, it can be very obviously very the challenges within each every type isn't there there's always yes. challenges and yeah. then we've got our profile and we've got all sorts of other stuff going on mm. but yeah if anything <laughs> your family dynamic by the sounds of things your poor little projector your poor little projector's <laughs> gonna have a <laughs> gonna have a harder time <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 she'll hold I that she will be yes. like, oh, and very, very yes. emotional, you know, yes. whereas the reflector yeah. will be like emotional only because she thinks other people are being emotional. Yeah. And if she steps I, I, out. <laughs> I completely agree, actually. And that I can see 
you know, the, the younger one, she winds, obviously that's siblings, but she winds her up so much. And you can see that it's like, oh, it's really affected her. But yeah, the reflexes just like, meh. And when we say, you know, oh, that, that was really, you know, that's not very kind to take your sister's toy and look, now it's broken or this or that. You know, we don't, we try not to say why because, you know, they don't really know why. Um, she literally shrugs and like, oh, because, and just walks away. And <laughs> okay, how do we deal with that as parents to try and say, this is not actually okay in general, but we also hats off to her because yeah it's water off a duck's back most of the time yeah <laughs> quite yeah. envious of that yeah yeah she's be. also it, so obviously she's got no centers defined but she's but she's got a lot of activations mm. all around her identity center right and yeah. I I have none so oh. I I really believe okay this is you've come here to teach me a lot I know all kids do but I really I really see if you look at our charts as a family, we we kind of complete so many of the the channels and the energies and the centers. And Imogen and me especially, we both are one three. We both have a caves environment. Yeah. And yet we are opposite in the identity. Yes. And I can fully see, yeah, you've got way more to teach me than I could ever teach you. So <laughs> um bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a completely open, I've got a completely open G center as well. Um, where is she open in any other ways in any, any other centers? Is she open at all completely in any other centers? Um, she, she doesn't have, she's got a very spread activation. So whereas for, for me, like I've got all my activations around my energy centers and not much elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, whereas whereas her um, gates are all over the place, but predominantly around the identity center. Yeah, right. And as I delve more into the gene keys, um, mm. I'm really, you know, I, I'm really extracting a lot of, a lot of knowledge from that. And I'm trying not to, you know, think too far, well, this is going to be you. And this is, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just great knowledge to, to kind of just have on the periphery. Yes, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, there's just always so much more to learn and having, having all of the senses pretty much defined in the house, <laughs> I think it's a good balance, yeah. but it also obviously comes with its, with its own challenges. And it'll be interesting to see as they get older, how that, how that does pan out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're very close as well. And that's, that's the loving yeah. way that, you know, I, I see that um it's so probably in quite sibling. easy that from an mm. energy point of view you know that aura point of view the projector and the reflector can often sit in each other's space and not feel pressured mm. yes um yeah and it, it is a nice I know when I sit with my projector daughter it's it's I I, I can I'm quite attuned to it now but it just feels mm. less pressure it's not to say that if I'm yeah. around other projectors that's not the case but just certain you know obviously yes um but yeah so they probably feel quite they can they can discharge together I suppose yes you know yeah away from mum and dad yeah. you'll probably find that yeah. you'll be able to go and do your thing together and they'll just go off and do theirs and that there's their discharging mm -hmm. and they're good the good thing is yes. a bedtime for you might be easier because they generally got to go to bed a little tighter or is yeah, it you see this 
So I, I don't know if they've hit that age yet where this kicks in or whether it's just my kids, but, you know, that was something when I, when I read about getting to, you know, bed before they're tired and um, they probably need more naps or more sleep. No, that, that was not the case with either of mine. <laughs> Maybe that's just luck of the draw. Um, but, you know, that in itself has been a lesson. I mean, that in, in parenting in general, this is where for me all the intuition kicked in and I didn't know anything about human design at the time it wasn't it was just intuition of you know everybody including friends and mainstream parenting and everyone saying cry it out and leave them to do this and none of that felt right and I could never ever put a reason to it it was just no that's not happening you do you it's not that's not what I want to do and when I then you know, in typical, like following the joy kind of generator approach, I just kept researching and researching and looking into it. And it just spoke more and more to me, the whole gentle parenting, respectful parenting, it just made sense. So this now is just an extra layer of that. It just puts a more of a framework to it and more of a really individual plan um, or yeah, framework to it um but yeah the sleep thing not happened not yet <laughs> not, not so much not yet <laughs> you're very busy you could imagine yes. that which you you possibly if, if you have or if you if your parents are still alive maybe it might have been something yeah. that you were like too so you're very you know that that mind must be as a one three there's there's things to mm. think about there's things to think about yes. <laughs> Well, absolutely. And, you know, that that one three, you know, that's where I, I can help Imogen because I do definitely I mean, even with the whole human design thing, I haven't I haven't gone out and just jumped into this is what I do now. And this is what I'm offering. Like, I need to know all the things. And, you know, I'm, I'm pursuing my coaching certification because I, I respect this space so much that I don't you know, I'm holding space for parents that I don't you know, they might have so many other things going on in their lives that human design may have triggered for them or I really want to hold that space for them typical one three right it's just not not wanting to just jump in and once I do know enough I will jump in but there's got to be that research and you know and that done first but um yeah the 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 trans the transition between both of them is evolving every day and the, the real the real key for me with the reflector was when um, they were in daycare together for a year and then my eldest one started prep. Now that was a huge transition for my youngest because she, you know, her whole world just changed overnight. Yeah. Big sister was not around during the day anymore. She'd lost her playmates and everything was changing. And it was at that time that some of the, you know, overwhelming emotions were coming out. Mm -hmm. and she didn't know how to handle it and yeah. it was literally at that time that we you know learning more about human design and it was amazing because it was like right okay there's actually nothing wrong going on here you're just feeling all the feels yeah. we're here for you you know you're safe you're loved this is what's happening yeah. how can we make this transition good for you mm -hmm. um, and it and it you know and it was good and it was it it, it we got there and she's yeah. happy um but it was it was definitely something that we're like okay how amazing that we know this yeah, <laughs> right. we have these yeah. insights because otherwise we, we could have just you know labeled her difficult or whatever and yeah it's just not fair yeah and as reflectors I suppose we do we need to experience it all 
So I guess even mm. the even the poking people to get a reaction, how's that reaction going to feel? You know, you sort of look back <laughs> on your own childhood and you think, you know, as kids we do that anyway because we need to experience life. But you mm. could imagine from a reflector point of view, we, we're very curious and I guess using the terminology, we're sampling everything. So if something's yeah. not coming through that we want, we might, as a young kid, we might poke the bear to go, mm. oh, that's what that is. And I guess that's probably mm-hmm. why they can just like c- create destruction and then just walk out of there. It's like, oh, okay, so that's how that feels. Got that noted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed at certain times, obviously you were just saying then that when, you know, um, started prep and that the challenges, you really noticed her reacting. Is there other times where you've just gone, oh, you are being you're being triggered, you are being, you know, you're feeling all of the emotions of the family. Does that happen a lot? Um, I wouldn't, well, yes and no. I think um, yes within the family, but I think we're we're more aware of that now. What we do give a little extra, I would say, like preparation for is new places or places with lots of groups of people. Mm. Um, we, so with, so with Abby, with our projector, she literally thrives on other people. She will go to a playground. She'll seek out people straight away. You're my friend. Let's play. Let's do this. Whereas Imogen will instantly just come straight to one of us. Like yeah. she, you know, she just needs that safe base before she will go off and follow big sister. Yeah. And we've noticed that in new situations, new people, new environments, um, it, it does take time and it does take a bit of preparation to explain what we're doing and where we're going and who will be there. But she'll also have very quick, um, she'll assess things very quickly yeah. and just come and say, I want to go home now. I'm done. I want to go home. Yeah. Right. And obviously that's, it's not always possible. Um, so we do, you know, have to sort of say, well, you know, we'll go home soon, but you know, we're at, a friend's party or an event or something why don't you and me sit together and we'll sit quietly and we'll have a snack together and then she's fine and yeah. we noticed this even last week at her big sister's prep transition day it was a whole room full of prep kids and their parents and their siblings she knew some of them but there was you know a lot of new faces and I really I tried to experience it from her or try to think about how she was experiencing it and I've I've heard from other reflexes it's like you go into a room and you can literally sense everything that's going on I mean how overwhelming like I can't even imagine that so I she just clung to me she just mm. literally like Olympic clung to me so I took her outside we sat down had a drink and once she'd had like 10-15 minutes she was off yeah. and she was playing with the people and jumping on the play stuff and I just thought okay that 15 minutes was all she needed to feel safe and okay and now she's off causing destruction like she literally goes from you know the one end straight in the middle of all the action um and then and then she's fine and I just think that's okay like now that I know that I can Mm. I can keep doing that for her and maybe she'll always need that to a certain extent I don't know no, I think yeah, so. I think we need it. Yeah. As adults, we probably, we had no idea. But I think yeah. the more we look back on our lives, reflectors, we know, the more we look back on our lives, we always know that we just needed to disengage for a while. And literally, it's like we just need to shake off the energies, just dis- discharge, 
and good to go mm. again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that you're honoring that. I really do. I'm just I, trying. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank <laughs> like, you. I know that sounds, that sounds horrible to say that, but I just kind of think oh, I'm so proud no. of you because that means a lot. Thank you. It's, it's just, that's yeah. Don't, I don't just have this real sense. You, you won't, you won't break her or hurt her or harm her in any way. Cause you're doing everything right. You know, you're honoring thank her you. and she, you're allowing her to be her and navigate this herself. And who knows where she'll go with it because we are, we are all different, but Mm. you're teaching her that and I think that when you listen or you speak to a lot of reflectors we can get to the burnout phase or we can get to this phase mm. where because we never honored that ourselves and so we just kept going and going and going and going and going and going and then we just go you know I mean I compromised or sickness or something happens mm. to us where we just fall to bits um, mm. and then we can't go anymore but yeah hopefully the, the new ones coming through and with knowledge and awareness like yourself and what you're doing and the more of us doing it then we can just help each other and help our little people be a little bit more so. aware I hope so we we try not to schedule too much as well I think that's a big thing for kids anyway I, I love it when they say they're bored because then they'll go and be creative and I you know especially with the summer holidays here in Australia coming up I'm trying not to plan too much. I'm trying to just be, yeah, let's be bored. Let's figure something out. And, yeah. um, you know, trying to over schedule just doesn't work. It yeah. just doesn't work for either the either projector or reflector. They just, they'll keep going because that's what they think they have to, but it will come out in behavior or tiredness or crankiness down the line. Yeah, so. that's it. And it's yeah. been such a big year for these preppies of ours, hasn't it? So it's nice. For it them has. To just lay yes. around and play games and yeah, watch TV, definitely do whatever they yes. need to do. Read books. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Now that they can read, yeah. <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> oh, Claire, thank you so much for this chat. Look, let's talk you about where what you're doing. You, you did mention it before, what you're doing with your business. But how can people reach out and find you and share your work that you're doing? Yeah, so I I do offer readings. Um, I don't offer individual ones because I do want to focus on the family dynamics. So I offer parent-child readings um, or even better family, full family readings. Um, <clears throat> and then I go a bit further in the sense that I offer what I call parenting with soul. And it's a group of uh, four sessions where we keep digging <laughs> because when I first got into human design myself I was had readings which were great and then I was left with okay now what <laughs> how yes. do I actually do this and there was no one out there really to to guide me through that so it was you know something that I've learned myself um and you know when I when I work with parents they often like I said earlier they want the nice chart for their newborn baby but actually what they don't realize is it's it's 80% about them. It's only 20% about the kids really, because yeah. they're perfect already. They came here knowing exactly who they are. Yeah, that's <laughs> so it's it. more about working, you know, with the parents and just helping them to understand what conditioning they've gone through and managing their energy and managing the kids' energies and, and all of that. And, and I do find that that takes quite a few sessions to really help them embody that and integrate yeah. that into, into their family life yeah um so yeah um i i'm actually running a masterclass. um so we're in, into early december um on the 7th of december in australia 
Um, and it's a free masterclass. I, I, I'm seeing on Instagram a lot of curiosity about, okay, what is this? How do you actually do this? And obviously, as you know, there's layer upon layer upon layer. So I'm really trying to not overwhelm, but I am inviting people to come and just be open. You know, I really feel like parenting is becoming much more like seeing a naturopath before you see a doctor before you get sick. You know, I think we just, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing necessarily that you have failed at. It's just, how can we all do better? How can we all learn from each other? Um, So that's, that's my, that's, the reason I've set this offering up um, yes. to not leave people hanging after a reading, but to actually answer their questions in between, because it's yeah. when you go away and think, yeah, okay, great. How does that actually work? Um, and to have that support there. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, it's a kid's life. Um, and on my website, kidslife.com. And that's and I love- kids because it's my surname. Yeah. I was just about to say, and I love, yeah. I love that. I love that, um, that take on the name. <laughs> Claire Kid, it's well, we're a big, kid's life, double D. Well, we're, we're big dog fans and, you know, we treat our dog like the third child. It's, you know, it's a dog's life, but it's, yeah, why not a kid's life as well? Why not? Why not all enjoy it more? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so very much, beautiful self, for your time. I know you're a busy Thank woman, you. so I won't keep you too much longer. And Thank uh, you so much. we hope to talk to you again soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm-hmm.